Hi, you're listening to Novel Ideas on WRBH, a weekly discussion of all things literary. I'm your host, Candace Huber, and this week we're going to discuss the book club books. We haven't had a book club edition in a while, so I'm going to talk about the books that we've been reading in all of the book clubs at Tubby and Coo's Mid-City Bookshop and what we've been thinking about them. So we have five different book clubs at Tubby and Coo's. We have currently the Neil Gaiman Book Club, the Science Fiction Book Club, the Fantasy Book Club, the not-so-YA book club for adults who read young adult fiction, and the Brave New World book club, which is a social justice book club where we read books about experiences that are different from our own. So over the past couple of months, uh, some of the book clubs have been reading the same book, so I won't talk about those. I'll tell you about what we've been reading and other book clubs we have finished. So the first book that I want to talk about is for Science Fiction Book Club, we read a book called Caliban's War. We read this book over the course of two months. It's the second book in the Expanse series. And there's also a TV show on sci-fi that is The Expanse. I haven't actually watched the TV show yet, so I can't really speak to how true it is to the books. But according to some other folks that I know that do watch it, it is pretty true to the books, although it does bring things from later books into earlier episodes of the show. So, for example, the pilot episode of the show has a character in it that is not in the first book at all. The character doesn't show up until the second book. So if you are in the process of reading the books and you don't want to get spoilers, then I would recommend not watching the show until you're caught up on the books. But the second book is called Caliban's War. We read the first book, which is Leviathan Wakes a while ago. And the club decided that we wanted to read the second book. So the Expanse series in general, in case you haven't heard of it, is a space opera about this group of people who end up together, this crew of an ice freighter. So in the first book, they're a crew on an ice freighter. The ice freighter gets blown up. That's not a spoiler. It happens at the very beginning of the book. And this crew is is forced to be together as a crew all throughout the entire series. And the series sort of follows this this crew along with some other characters that are brought in. So the captain of this crew is called James Holden, and he is taking the crew on different missions throughout space. There is a giant war between planets. There's Earth, Mars, and the belt. So humans have gone out and colonized various different areas of space that aren't Earth. So they've colonized Mars. They've colonized the belt. They've colonized several moons. And so humanity has now spread out into space. And, of course, the Martians and the Belters and the Earth people are all at odds in the way that they want to do things. And so it is a big space opera in that there are warring factions between these different areas of humanity. There are and then there are people who want to bring everyone together. And then, of course, this alien threat comes in and it is kind of destroying everything and then humanity has to work together but there's also these wars and stuff happening in between so it is a very interesting space opera the people who wrote it so James S.A. Corey is the author of this series it's actually two people one of whom was George R.R. Martin's assistant and you can see the Game of Thrones influences in the book it's nothing like Game of Thrones but the way that the story is told 
for example, is very similar to the way the Game of Thrones books are written in that every chapter is from a different character's point of view. And so there are definite callbacks to Game of Thrones, but the book isn't really, I mean, outside of it being you know, a warring, you know, people kind of warring with each other. It's really nothing like Game of Thrones. But the second book I actually found was better than the first book, in my opinion. The first book was really fun. There was a lot of action in it. There were these zombie type things. There were space things. There was all kinds of stuff happening. But the second book I thought was really better. My issue with the first book was that it didn't really have any strong women leads in it which is my issue with a lot of books. But the only woman in the first book was pretty much just there to be a romantic interest for James Holden, the captain, and I didn't like that. She was awesome for most of the book. And then, of course, she couldn't resist him and she had to give in to him at the end and form a relationship. And I just didn't like that as a plot point because she could have totally stood on her own as a character. The second book, however, brings in some additional female characters that I got really excited about that really have no romantic plot lines, really. Um, So there's a character called Bobby, and she is in the Martian military. And she is introduced in the second book, and she's a very strong female character who is dealing with PTSD and trauma, and she's trying to work through that while also trying to help save humanity. And so she is a very interesting character, no love interest, nothing whatsoever. And she's amazing. And she's brought into the second book. She actually has her own point of view chapters. There's another character, woman character, by the name of Avasarala. And she is a an ambassador for the UN. And she is an, an Earth person. And she comes in and she's this political mastermind. And she is trying to manipulate and get people to do the things that need to get done to save humanity. And she does have a husband. And so they do have like a little bit of romance there. But it's mainly about her relation, how her relationship with her family in general affects her politics and how she really doesn't let it affect anything. But she does care about these people. So these are two new characters that I found were really great. There's another new character named Prax, who is a biologist. And so he is working on this moon of Ganymede and he's trying to, you know, grow things. And so all I really liked all of the new characters that were introduced in the second one. I think that they added a lot of dynamics that the first book didn't have. My only complaint about the second book is that the plot itself was pretty much exactly the same as the plot of the first book. So you know, it, there wasn't really a whole lot of different things that happened. Uh, it was pretty much the same main plot lines, just with different characters. But I enjoyed the characters so much more in the second book. So overall, I like the second book better than the first book. The second book does end on a bit of a cliffhanger that makes you want to keep reading and go into the third one. I have mixed feelings about cliffhangers in books. I I don't like them for the most part, um, but this one ended on a pretty big cliffhanger that really makes you want to read the next book. So 
Overall, I really liked Caliban's War. The book club really liked Caliban's War. I think everyone wanted to then immediately go and read the third one, which is good. So this is a really long series. I think six books are out in it currently. I think it's going to be a total of about nine books when it's all over and done with. So it is a big commitment to get into if if you're looking for a new series. I think that it's a fun one. Um, I think that there are definitely better series to get into, but this has been a fun ride uh, while we've been going on it in the sci-fi book club. So if you're looking for just a fun series that you don't have to think about too much, I think this would be good. Uh, Again, I do think that there are better series that I would recommend over this one, but this one's not terrible. So that's our feelings and my feelings on Caliban's War for Sci-Fi Book Club. And so next I'm going to talk about the book that we read for Fantasy Book Club, which I could talk about forever. It was so good. It's called All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jean Anders. And this book, don't read the back cover copy. The description of it, honestly, is makes it sound not good. But... It is a very good book. It's a fairly short book. It's only 300 pages or so, and it reads really quickly. You could probably read it in one or two sittings. And this is a book about two people, and the first half of the book is about them as kids and then meeting back up as adults. And so it's this guy and this girl, and they meet as children. Um, So the girl's name is Patricia and the guy's name is Lawrence. They meet up as children and they are friends. They are both bullied and ostracized for different reasons. Lawrence is a big old nerd because he's really into science. He builds his own two-second time machine. He is building an artificial intelligence in his closet at home. And so he is bullied by other kids at school. Patricia, on the other hand, can talk to animals and she starts learning that she has these magical powers and she is bullied because she is just very different and weird because she's a witch, but she doesn't really know it yet. And so these two kids bond over a mutual ostracizing and they get to be friends. And of course, a lot of things happen to them throughout the course of that friendship. They separate and later on as adults, they find each other again. And this book is a romance story in that these these two it's these the story of these two folks and how you know, they are together and then apart and then together again. But really, in my opinion, the romance sort of takes second string to everything else going on in the book. It is, you know, both the main subplot in that I think it's their story, but also the underlying things are so much more important and so much more on the forefront than their love story is. And so I loved this book. I thought that it had a lot to say. It was one of those books where you would read it and there would be just one sentence that would make you have to stop reading and ponder life for 30 minutes. So it's one of those books that has a lot of deep thoughts in it and will make you think differently about different things. And it's also has a lot of action and, you know, fighting and all of that good stuff as well. So it packs a punch into a very short period of time. I also think the book had a lot to say about self-awareness and what that means and the overarching theme of self-awareness because you have these people who, 
you know, for example, this little girl who doesn't know she's a witch. And so she's not self-aware yet, but she has all these things that are happening to her that she doesn't understand. And she's trying to figure that out. And, you know, learning about yourself and becoming self-aware and and the fact that a lot of humans aren't really self-aware, even as adults. And what does that really mean? And then you have this artificial intelligence sort of on side of them that, you know, Lawrence really wants the AI to be self-aware. That's what he's trying to do and building it in his closet. But what is what is that? What does that even mean? Because if humans, if some humans aren't even self-aware, what would it mean for an artificial intelligence to be self-aware? Uh, and there's also this overarching theme of nature, and our human responsibility to nature and, you know, what what is our responsibility to nature and to the earth and to our planet is our responsibility to get off the planet or is our responsibility to protect the planet. And so it has all of these different themes in it that just make it so deep and so good and the story the plot is not going to blow your mind you're not going to have any sort of like crazy twists or anything like that but it is it's good and it will pause it and make you think a lot of thoughts about life in general and I can't recommend this book highly enough it is a really good book it is part fantasy part science fiction all about the friction between magic and science and how really at the end they're they have similar goals they're just going about different ways of reaching those goals and I just think this book was amazing and everyone should read it we only have one minute left those were really honestly only the the only two books that we read this month um anyway we also read a book called Ruby Fruit Jungle that I also can't highly recommend enough for the Brave New World Book Club, Ruby Fruit Jungle by Rita Mae Brown. And this book is a classic coming-of-age lesbian novel. It's so good, and you don't have to be a lesbian to read it. You don't have to even be gay to read it. It's about a kid named Molly and her coming-of-age story and all the things that happened to her and all of the discoveries she makes about herself. And what I found really interesting and also really sad about this particular book is that a lot of the themes in here, the book was written in the 1970s, and a lot of the themes in it are still very, very relevant today. And I think that it's sad. There are definitely some things that date it for the 70s, but there are other things that, you know, it's like any of this could be happening today. And it is about Molly's experience. And again, it's really short. That one's, I think, only 200 pages. You could definitely read it in one sitting. And I I very highly recommend those two books more so than any of the other ones. And for the YA book club, we are still in the middle of reading Elise Arden's Romeo Catchers. So once we finish that, I will put that on the show, but we haven't quite finished it yet. So just to go over all the books that I talked about today, our science fiction book club read Caliban's War by James S.A. Corey. And I recommend that. It's the second book in the Expanse series. If you're looking for something just fun and interesting to read, there are definitely other better series, but it's okay. If you're looking for it is a big commitment, though, because it's going to be about nine books. The Fantasy Book Club read All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders, and I cannot highly recommend the book enough. It was fantastic. And the 
Brave New World Book Club read a book called Ruby Fruit Jungle by Rita Mae Brown. I also cannot highly recommend the book enough. Both of those books, All the Birds in the Sky, Ruby Fruit Jungle are required reading. If you listen to this podcast, read those two books. And that is all the time that I have for today. Join our book clubs. A different book club meets every Monday at 6 p.m. Go to our website and our Facebook and check out what book clubs and what we're reading next. And you've been listening to Novel Ideas on WRBH. I'm your host, Candace Huber.